language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing. To Psycho Music Lyricology, a podcast where music touches the mind and heals the soul. You can't hear yourself. Touch, touch. <laughs> Am I still can't hear you? You got your headphones on? <clears throat> okay. Go ahead, man. Start over. <laughs> I can't hear nothing. Okay, man. No, don't start the show over. Just <laughs> you're listening to Psycho. I got to do this part over. Yeah, you yeah. do that part over. Y'all ready? Yeah, right, go on. ahead. You're listening to Psycho Music Lyricology, a podcast where music touches the mind and heals the soul. I'm one of your co-hosts, the guy that knows a little something about hip hop, Sheldon Moss, along with the dude that is always secure about his opinion, Michael Nelson. We live, baby. And the professor. Maurice Moss. What's up? Before we get started, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, and listen to the Psycho Music Lyricology on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Something been going wrong with my S's lately, man. So anyway, like tongue twisters. Yeah. Been... And now we can prove that you know we be recording shows live because that was a mess. That whole front I didn't part. even hear <laughs> yeah. part of that. That so. whole front part was a mess, right? Are we, there. Gonna, are we keeping it? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, we're gonna, we gonna ride it out. Okay. All right. We're gonna ride it out, man. We real, baby. Mm-hmm. That's being we keeping it real at the Psycho Music Lyric College. Mm-hmm. Right on. Right okay. on. Okay. <laughs> but what's up, Maurice? You what's know, up? You know, man, you uh getting your study on, getting your <laughs> research on, all that. Yeah. So what else, what you been researching this week as far as music goes? Uh, Mike put put me on to something that I think I had to put it to the side and say this is gonna be one of my um, this is gonna be one of my uh, year end albums. Bobby Sparks. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> I listened to that one, but that takes a lot. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was gonna be Leela James, man. What? Did you listen to it? I've heard parts of it. I, I didn't. Listen I haven't listened to man. the whole thing. It's good, but you know what? It's, as far as as man. far as artists are concerned, she is clearly one of the most underrated on the block. I, yeah, yeah. I, I you know you know we all are, or the Bayhive is all into you know the, the 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 Beyonce album, which is good, and she's she's phenomenal. I you know I like Beyonce, but you know I, one of the things that I like about Beyonce is she's. She's pushing the the, the, the center mm-hmm. so that people that are left of the center can can be more of themselves, and that's why I like artists like Leela James because she, I mean, she's just she's a lot of uh, she's a lot of she's a lot of that whole uh, uh, that what's the Beyonce song uh, "Don't Hurt Yourself" where she does that whole. Uh, I'm a I'm a badass chick. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Leela James is that for real. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's that 24 seven. Right. And it, it just it just I like the fact that that to me that feels like that's one of the things that's happening with Beyonce is 
opening doors for more people like that. And so, you know, that's why I like the the Leela James. And she's got a whole band behind her now. The Truth Band. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, if you listen to it, it's like, uh, it's like uh, if Tina Turner and Jim, Jimi Hendrix would have gotten together. Oh, it's, wow. It's that okay, level. Okay, yeah. I, well, she you has know what? that I kind of vibe, that. though. Yeah. It, it's that level that. of, of, of uh, <clears throat> musicality in the band and then just her vocal. And then her songwriting slept on. You know what? And I think on. I think she's pushing she's pushing the envelope where like uh, brand new heavies left off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that with for the, sure. With she's this, got the with this, thing. yeah, yeah, with this thing, she's pushing that. I'm man, I'm excited. To, I haven't. I heard the. Uh, I heard the. I think they released. A, I'm saying they released a single. That song, uh, "Get Down." It's that's real. the song I heard. Every song is there are no there are no throwaways. Every song is that good. Okay. So I mean, and and on top of that, you know, I I had to kind of rethink. Well, I don't know. The whole thing about the short albums now is mm-hmm. six. I think we consider five to be like an EP, but it's six. There's six songs, so I think it's officially an album. But it's well, just long enough to where you go, oh, okay. I could have used another song, but I'm glad that she ended it right there. It's because six she tracks because two of them are interludes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. it's really four, four well, that's songs. That's, yeah. that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's an EP or not, but it it definitely left me wanting more. It was it was it was really really good. So mm-hmm. I, I liked her. And on top of that, um, uh, Hiotis, Hi, I never can say it right. Coyote hiatus, hiatus, coyote. Remember the the, the R and B band out of uh, Australia? Yeah, mm-hmm. their drummer put out a solo album under okay. the name of uh, Clever Austin, and it's really good. It's it's kind of uh, you will you will definitely like parts of it, but he gets real experimental, mm-hmm. so it's really it's really good. So he he's good too. So I, I think that those two were those two were the two that I was really really into. And uh, Leela James, I mean, I just I, I keep going back to that one. Cause it's good. it's really good. Yeah, that uh, band has put some stuff out too. The Truth Band. Oh, really? Yeah. They, okay. Now okay. it's not. They too. don't have a whole lot of stuff out there, but they have put out a couple of things. Okay. And I know recently they did something with uh, uh, what's his BJ the Chicago Kid. Yeah, mm, yeah, mm. yeah. They did something with him. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah. yeah. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, man. You know, there's another show that comes on the radio. Uh, they say that they call artists like uh, Leela James on his segment uh, a B-side artist. You know, folks like her don't get that, you know, that shine. Oh, like they okay. Yeah. I was getting ready to get, they like, get salty. You talking about the quality? Yeah, no, I was getting ready to get salty as hell. No, yeah. was like, she's, she's definitely that. not getting the... No, yeah. she, doesn't, she doesn't get shine like she should. That's for real. But yeah. she's getting enough where she keeps making albums, so yeah. I'm glad she's getting that. Yeah. yeah. And I think she, you know, I think she tours. I she came she to Dallas uh, last year. Yeah, I think yeah. she tours yeah. pretty regularly, yeah. so... Yeah. Yeah, man. And we know that that's where they actually make money because they damn right. sure don't make money on records. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. But Maurice, it's funny you uh, brought up a band in Australia. I checked out a band out of Australia this week okay. called uh, Chakubi. It's uh, uh, two brothers, they're two cousins, and a longtime friend. It's a little quintet. It's, uh, it's like this blend of everything pop, rock, hip hop, R&B. But how I got turned on to it, man, I was looking at Jimmy Jam's uh, Instagram page. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know you talk about. Yeah. And he, and, like he, and he kept, he just kept referring to them, one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite bands. So I just mm-hmm. went over there and checked it out. 
I like oh this this some uh, nice little old music here, mm-hmm. and it's more like a. Uh, feel good dance music mm-hmm. when you think about it and they some real musicians you yeah. know so i've listened to a couple of their songs i like them mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of what i caught up on but he man. but uh jam and lewis aren't producing them oh boy it looks like he's not they there. were on he was on their uh the group was on their instagram page too mm-hmm. for a while so i was right. like is that and uh because they've been on some late night shows and all this mm, stuff okay. here that i've seen them on so and that's actually what he posted okay and that's how i got turned on to him so okay but uh what about you mike um um sat down and watched the uh homecoming the other night word yeah me too man and my eyes was was oh <laughs> y'all man. just watched it yeah I, I just watched it this week yeah, yeah. oh i man. watched yeah. it uh, i watched it on the week night and I, uh, I had a hard time at work the next day but i'm glad i watched it. uh a couple of yeah it's been about four or five days for me now mm. since i watched it and i ain't mad Say, I'm not man. mad at her either. I'm not mad at all. I'm mad at Let me tell you. Um, I mean, she had me bumping. The, uh, in the car. Actually, that's <laughs> when I went home and watched it. When you sent that text message, uh-huh. y'all were talking about the album. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I think both of y'all were talking about mm-hmm. the album, yeah. and I think that's when I decided to go home and watch it. Yeah, man. So me and wifey uh, sat there and watched it for a moment, and uh, trying to keep baby girl out the room. Well, I'm gonna ask you this: being that you've actually seen her live in concert. Did it seem like it was to the next level, this show, or was it just the, the black, shows. the black, the black, blackness two, yeah, of it? Two different shows. Okay. So I wouldn't even try to compare them. Okay. I think all of her shows are apples and oranges. Yeah, she I don't, just does I don't, a different. Yeah, I don't. She I has a different vibe with everything. But uh, I, I did. I was so. Um, I mean, I was so enamored with the the whole. HBCU thing that right? was so, that's what that was all be so you know time. that that got a hold of me like nothing else did and uh uh I mean I was I enjoy, I just enjoyed it I think it was like this whole um whoever her musical director is mm-hmm. I think does a great job at putting together you know when they sit together and put together the show mm-hmm. i was just thinking I, when i listen when i watched it i was like okay i never thought about sequence sequencing as it relates to a live show right but it was but when you started listening to it, it you know because we're, we're used to let me see let me when i look at concert footage you know i grew up on earth wind and fire and then you know uh, of course uh one of the greatest concert videos of all time is Song of the Time, Sign Sign of the Times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, you see a uh, you see a um a story being told. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's typically right. a story being told right, right, all right. the way through their shows. Right. And so um uh and I call Earth Wind and Fire and I call uh Prince mm-hmm. by name with regard to concerts because those are the kind of and I'm 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 not comparing Beyonce musically right to Earth Wind and Fire or or, or, or Prince, uh, mm-hmm. Prince but uh, I would uh, I would uh, take that stage show mm-hmm. as, her performances is above you know I, I mean her performances yeah. just... and I got uh, I got clowned uh, online by one of one of our uh, one of our friends of the podcast mm-hmm. telling me that you know Beyonce sucks and all of that. You know, 
I got my issues with Bay. You know, I think her voice is re- relatively thin. That's my. That what he said. That's my issues with. That's Beyonce. what you're saying. That's, that's what, what I said. No, that's what you said. But you know, <laughs> but I liked. I you like her. And then you know, and I was like, "How are you gonna like Janet Jackson, but not like Beyonce?" Because that's a paper thin voice, and I'm a I'm a Janet Jackson and fan. And I'm a very I'm a I'm a big but Janet she Jackson whispering. fan. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can't, whispering if if she's not lip syncing. Right. right, right. So you know, I mean, uh, I don't I, think people get that work ethic that Beyonce. I mean, that ain't lip syncing. Do you I know was, how much I, you I'm, you know how much of an athlete that you have to be to sing live with all, all that, that dancing moving you doing and all the moving. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just yeah. And, I was I tired. Mean, you know, man. It's uh, <laughs> so that's. I think it was. You know, I enjoyed it. And then oh, the other thing I've been getting into it with about people is uh, the before I let go. Wait a minute. It was a stroke of genius. So Beyonce. See, see when I when I look at Beyonce, I'm always looking at the business side of it. So Beyonce does this thing where she gets songwriters and she'll change two or three lines of the song and now she's part of the songwriting on the song. So like when you look at Before I Let Go on her album, Mm -hmm. it's got uh, Frankie Beverly and it's got Larry Blackman because you know they sample Mm -hmm. Candy Mm -hmm. and it's got Beyonce Knowles on there too because of the Before I Let Go challenge that she has in there where she does her little bring it back, cross your legs, jump, Mm -hmm. slide, step, Mm -hmm. whatever. So now she's, I'm like, and she owns the show. She got, how oh, much so money? you know, have you heard, have you seen the, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but have you seen what they, what they said? Coachella paid her $4 million to do the show, right? Mm-hmm. Her, her, I do the show, but I need to own it. She owns the show, man. So <laughs> she went from earning $4 million yeah. at Coachella. As yeah. a performer. As a performer. To. To $60 million as the owner giving it to Netflix. Yep. Ownership, motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, equity. And, and wait a minute. And I mean, so that's 60 million. That's that's 64 million for two dollars. Days. Two days. Two days of of show. 64 now her prep, million. Her prep dollars. that went up into it. Okay. She earned her money. But <laughs> she okay, earned her money. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's say from the time she started prepping all until till the show. Let's give it a year. Let's say it took her a year to do it. Who you know makes sixty four million dollars in a year? Right, right. Yeah, and paid everybody on that stage. Who man. do you know making sixty four million dollars in a year? She she's a professional man. The organization, the business acumen that mm-hmm. that went into that. That I I just you know that was just I just like you know I always listen to that I think it's the Shining song or one of them other songs Jay Z say my baby mama harder than some of you (laughs) and you just be like she bringing the heat man she bringing the heat (laughs) like like, yeah when she got to singing some of them songs man I'm like hey I'm scared of you yeah 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 yeah. you know uh, she said she gonna take you to Red Lobster you hurt yourself (laughs) yeah 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 that's you lied to me that's why we you lied to yourself that's why we try that's why we tried to keep Michaela out the room. Oh, <laughs> was trying yeah. to keep her out the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, yeah, go over there. Yeah, we You're okay. Not quite ready for yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Which I, I think want... is a lot of reasons. Some of the reasons that some of the ladies have issues with Beyonce. But you know what? She wasn't supposed to be. I mean, if you're looking for Beyonce to be your daughter's role model, then you're in trouble. You need to go back to Destiny Child for that. 
and or, not even or, or, be, your or be your child's role model. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> this is for grown-ups. This is for children. Right. Right. You, I'm not looking for Beyonce to raise my daughter. Right. That's not right. you know. Or let's get off that soapbox. But anyway, no, I, I feel you. On and that. then, but yeah, man, I uh, I oh, and 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 my issue just to, just to kind of bring it back, what I was saying about before I let go, that whole thing is is. All the people like, oh, you know, all the people, a lot of the people, they're like, oh, it's a terrible remake. Okay, she can't sing like Frankie Beverly. What were you looking for? Right. I think she did a good job on it. But the whole point is, is that the song is So you want somebody a, to croon like a, Mike it, Frankie Beverly? It's a party song. It's a cookout song. She did it like a party song. To me. And his is a party song. To but me. the point is, is that it's different. <laughs> yeah. But let me, let me ask this question. How many white folks know who Frankie Beverly is now? How many children know who Frankie exactly. Beverly is? Exactly. Right. How many people in their twenties know who Frankie she Beverly is? She is so adept at bringing authentically black things into white spaces and being like, "What? Well, you, well, you, what? Well, she I did, mean, she threw it I out mean, there the whole does show. It, she does it in such a phenomenal way that they taking in, they soaking in all of this black culture." And they don't even know they're doing it. They, it's just, I think, it's I just think, happening. I think they know they're doing it. I think they know they're doing it. I think where we appreciate Beyonce being black is being black. For me, the way I appreciated this was she was authentically black without trying to uh, appease anybody. Mm-hmm. She sang the Negro National Anthem in the middle right. of a show. Yeah, that's like third song. In the middle of the show, right. she sang the Negro right. National Anthem. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Her mother had an issue with the show. When her mother saw the show from beginning to end before, you know, during rehearsals, mm-hmm. she was like, I don't think anybody's going to get it. And Beyonce was like, okay. She didn't care. And it uh, didn't matter. Okay. It didn't matter. I, I, I've achieved this level that I can just do what I want to do. I'm going to be black as without, any, without anybody and the caring sequ- about it. And, and to go back to the sequencing, lift every voice and sing, and then formation. Where right, she's right, laying right, right. on a police car <laughs> going underwater. So you talk about black yeah. folks, and then you're gonna take me to this is where we are now, but we need to get to. And and you know and, I mean it just that juxtaposition of those two things, I was just kinda like And it was just like formation when she did it at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, white folks was hot. Mad. Fox News Jaws was tight. hot. <laughs> and she didn't go any place. But to the same place with everything she's done, yeah. she didn't say, "Oh well, I pissed them off." I, so I need to dial this back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be nah. authentically who you are. Yeah. And she brought all the Creole Houston, Texas, man, on the Coachella stage. Hey man, and I'm here for it. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever used that phrase before, <laughs> but I'm here for it. I, I think that's the very You're first time I've ever used that phrase. I am here for it. So you know, I'm I'm beehive now. I mean, you know, I hey, can't I'm, I can't I'm, front. I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I mean, she I got can't me. Front, man. I don't she know got how you me. Cannot be. Yeah, I mean, and it's not and 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 it's the business acumen. It's yes. her being authentically yes. black that brings me to the hive. Yes, I've I you know I listen to worse music. You know that I'm just not. You know I I've listened to worse music. Mm-hmm. I am not the biggest music fan of Beyonce, mm-hmm. but I am a big fan of her her uh, entertainment. Yeah, 
the way she entertains. I think that's what I'm a fan of, and I'm good with that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z, I am not mad at them at all. And then I'll talk about Jay-Z in a minute, too, but something he did recently I thought was dope. Uh, we'll get it to it. Let me do it real quick. i just do it real quick. Webster Hall in New York is a fabled mm-hmm. uh, uh, venue for hip-hop. Mm-hmm. He went to New York. It's been closed for a minute, I think. He went there and performed. He's opened it back up, and he went there and performed. He did. He did. Now, uh, yeah, you know, he did a. Uh, uh, he did a tribute to Nipsey Hussle. Brought Nas out. We know that he been beefing with Nas for years. Mm-hmm. Brought Cameron out. Him and Cameron performed together. They've been beefing for mm-hmm. years, and brought uh, Jim Jones out. Perform with Jim Jones. They've been beefing for years. Hey man, Jay Z. It gets was symbolic. It. He gets it was symbolic. It. You can't get to the next level. He getting there. You ain't got to be on the same page with me, but we get to the next level. We got to stop beefing. You got to stop. Everybody lose when the family feuds. Yeah, yeah. When we get it. it. Yeah. When we get it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody loses when the family feuds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you one one thousand percent. So, but that's all I needed to say about that. I'm I'm I'm. I'm I'm in the beehive and I'm sitting next to Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living on that street wherever Jay is. That's where I'm living. I'm living on that street. Well, but anyway, yeah. that's well. You know, I'ma just end uh, on that note with uh by Beyonce. Man, I was just uh, I, she got me when uh I heard Malcolm X voice come across the the speakers. Yeah, you know so. Mm-hmm. I mean, she but I mean that that <laughs> that, that was, was part of. But that if you go back to Lemonade, mm-hmm. I mean that was you know what she part of Lemonade right. was about female empowerment right. and black female empowerment in particular. I mean, and I agree with what she's saying. The most disrespected, you know, mm-hmm. people on the planet are black women. I mean, it just yeah. they just are. And the and the and, and the, when you understand that, you understand mm-hmm. a lot about exactly. black women, right? And what you their behavior good bad whatever mm-hmm. what you understand you understand why people i understand why people will do what they do when i understand their their journey right when you understand somebody's journey and what they have to deal with right i mean and you know i just uh i'm 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 here for it yeah i got i got their backs yeah whatever i'm in yeah mm-hmm. well you know our man sitting over there on that magazine from the musicology tour um, <laughs> Homeboy over there, you know. Uh, we didn't get one of these, did we? Well, it's we been, I don't uh, think so. Man, it was too expensive. Yeah, we probably <laughs> yeah. paid for the ticket. <laughs> yeah, the ticket. By the way, we're talking about Prince. It's been three. <laughs> it's been three years, man. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know, it snows in April. This is yeah. our uh, third year, isn't it? Because we had just got started uh, right when he passed away. No, I think it was the next year, wasn't it? It was in 2016. So we started, we started in 2017. So we yeah. started like the anniversary. Mm-hmm. And then we did that first show. Yeah. 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 It was like one of the fourth or fifth shows mm-hmm. we did. Around his birthday, I think, somewhere in there we did that. Right yeah. after his yeah. Right after his birthday and stuff. Yeah. But uh, We'll link that one in there as well. Yeah, yeah. man. But uh, Maurice, talk to us, man. You know, yeah, you had I us mean, doing some research. In that vein, because April, what, 21st marks... Uh, Three years. The anniversary of, of uh, Prince passing. We we just have to go back to it, and and you know touch on another Prince Prince topic within the whole uh, you know uh, uh, genre of Prince because he's a genre in and of himself. 
So uh, one of the things that I looked at, you know, what I thought would be a good idea for us to really kind of examine were uh, B-sides, because for me, that was one of the things that I truly uh, really uh, look forward to about Prince. When you, when you, when you were still buying albums, you got a B-side that was a, that was a departure from the album. And it was, it was more, it was more insight into what you, what you, what you could get from Prince. Yeah. When you could buy, when back in the day when you could buy singles, right. Right. The single would be from the album and the B-side would be something else. Right. Exactly. So uh, there's a blog uh, that is, I think it's in a, a, a Minneapolis magazine, but it's from 2017, and it was uh, written by uh, Michelangelo uh, Matos. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it says, it's a, the title of it is uh, Prince's B-Side Strategy. And uh, he just goes into this whole thing about, you know, what he felt like Prince's approach was related to B-Sides and why he did B-Sides and the value of B-Sides. And I thought that would be a good conversation to get into about, you know, did how the B side has evolved? Has it evolved into something else? Did it did it trans did it transcend into the remix? And then now we have like artists that are just like dropping one Lucy single on on the internet, one loose single on the internet. And is that like a, a response to what was you know, back in the day a B side? So in the article, the the uh, the writer goes into. His, what he thought Prince's strategy was, he gives a couple of examples of, uh, you know, the B-side of When Doves Cry, which was uh, 17 Days, mm-hmm. and how, you know, it was a kind of a response sonically to it, and how, you know, God was the B-side of another single, and uh, La La La, He He He, and Horny Toad, and how all of those songs were Irresistible Bitch, how all of those songs, Erotic City, how all of those songs were responses and uh, uh, possibly extensions of what w- what what Prince was trying to say on the actual album with the lead single. So, um, you know, I thought we would just kind of jump into uh, the uh, all of the Prince B-sides and, you know, we could talk about which one we thought was the best or whatever, but just kind of get dig into it. Uh, what I thought was really interesting about the article, just just as a jumping off point, and then we can talk about whatever, was uh, Erotic City, and how uh, that was that's the that was one of the B sides that got just as much airplay as like a lead single, and how uh, the the controversy surrounding it, and what was Sheila E saying, and what do we think would happen? What What do we think about the uh, popularity of that single? Was it as popular as one of the lead singles? And uh, just you know, have that as a jumping off point of, of uh, Prince and B sides. I think for me, Erotic City was the first time I was really cognizant of what a B side is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, simply because you know it came out during the. Um, uh, Purple Rain. It was the Purple Rain B side mm-hmm. to uh, Let's Go Crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just going to try to look that up. Yeah, yeah. it was the B side to Let's Go Crazy. And uh, yeah, it sure was. And um, once I, uh, I, I always wondered why it was not, 
it was for me it was why did he choose darling nikki versus erotic city you know what i mean i just you know it's kind of one of those a lot of times the b-sides are other singles on the album right yeah yeah, yeah. right and right. looking at the movie i don't think erotic city would have fit i don't know that in the it scene have. of that movie yeah, yeah. i don't know that it wouldn't have i mean i don't that and the fact and it was that slowed down. and even if you want to do even if you want to go with darling nikki i mean it was pretty much the you know, it was the kind of uh, it was the erotica of that song versus Erotic City, which was just downright at that time nasty. Uh, even if you wanted to say, why wasn't it part of the landscape of the movie? You know, just the soundtrack. He could have been doing that while he was, you know, doing whatever. And uh, but I think that was the first time I was very cognizant of erotic, you know, of uh b-sides was that song mm-hmm. and then uh uh the 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 next song that i was familiar with actually that's not true uh, the first b-side i was familiar with but i didn't know it was a b-side i thought it was actually on an album is the first song that my old band the future ever played was uh how come you don't call me anymore mm-hmm. that was the first song we ever learned wow and uh um, and that's a B-side to uh, 1999. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't know if it was 1999 specifically, but it was. It's on that. It was during that period that it was a B-side for that album, somewhere mm-hmm. along that way, mm-hmm. which is my favorite Prince album. But that. So now I kind of go back. That was the first time I'd ever been cognizant of that of B-sides, and. Um, so the 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 article was interesting to me because I never uh, I never considered it being a strategy to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never considered somebody going, um, well, I'm gonna put this single out because because to me it just seems like the B side would be a foretelling of what the next album was going to be. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when I thought about what B sides were supposed to be, if I was going to think about a strategy for it, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, okay, I'm gonna put this album out, mm-hmm. but on the single, I'm gonna put out the the uh, direction of my next album. That's interesting. Yeah. So I would have thought that that would have been the strategy mm-hmm. for for you know because when somebody puts a project together, nine times out of ten. Real musicians, anyway, I call them real musicians. Nine times out of ten, there are. I'm gonna, I'm getting ready to do this album, going into the studio to do this album. They put you know thirty songs mm-hmm. to the test, and then go, well, this one really doesn't fit. This one, you know, kind of sorta, but it may not make the cut, so forth. So, so they might have a couple of buckets to put stuff in, mm-hmm. and then they go, you know what? this would be, this is kind of where I want to do, but it doesn't fit this project. So maybe it'll go for the next album. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just going to put it on a B side just Mm -hmm. to put it out. So that's kind of what I thought B sides were for. And I, to me, that was an interesting part of this article. I never thought of a B side being a strategy at all. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was just kind of like, okay, I need filler now that I'm putting out my single, but I think you have a, uh, that's a really good, uh, point about you know why you would do a b-side but to me the more i thought about specifically erotic city i'm thinking about let's go crazy and the fact that let's go crazy was on black radio Mm -hmm. is just okay let's go crazy 
black radio in the 80s yeah, but still, let's go crazy. Yeah, was just kind of like still. No, just, I agree with you there. It but just, yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah, I agree with you. It mm-hmm. was a much there was much it was a much more open time musically. Mm-hmm. But to me, the more that I think about it, Erotic City would seem like more of a CYA strategy for Let's Go Crazy. It's like okay, I uh, this is going to definitely get me a broader white audience. This song right here because I got this guitar in. It. I got you, but. Okay, but if everybody's, you know, if they mad, I got something to hold them because <laughs> I'm going to get you this, 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 yeah, this uber funk. funky, yeah, you know, song that's just this driving bass and it's just, you know, and I'm sexual a, and, and it's just, yeah, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm yeah. gonna reach the lowest common denominator in the lyrics, and Amen. to a certain extent, it worked because it was on the radio as much as Let's Go Crazy to me. For on um, black radio anyway. Yeah, I, I I I vividly remember the first time I heard the the uh, actual version mm-hmm. versus what was on the radio because right. I remember yeah. hearing the radio. Can't you see? Mm-hmm. So pretty, you know. It was just you know completely cut all the rest of it out. Mm-hmm. And then the first time I heard it, I was like, <gasps> mm-hmm. you know, this was circa eighty <laughs> four, mm-hmm. yeah. and so you know you kind of like wait what. What did I just hear? And then you then you turn it off or you turn it down quickly, <laughs> right? Because I'm at home and right. you know, and I, I I got it on the component set. Mm-hmm. Somebody let me borrow it, and I went, right. oh, nah, this no, you ain't doing this, because ain't nobody supposed to come take this from but me. You know, right. I, I often wonder, I often wonder this man. Like, <clears throat> I was in a band in high school at that time. We played that song. In the band, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give a shout out to a partner, the Michael Foster Project. That dude, Michael Foster, he always hit us up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That dude wrote the parts after that song for the band that year. Oh, okay. okay, cool. Erotic City. Okay. And man, I just wondered when we just had this conversation, did our band director ever hear the uncut version, or did he right. just hear the radio version right. the whole time? Mm-hmm. Because we played it over and over and over. Well, I mean, you know, as long as nobody was singing it. <laughs> I mean, I think it was a much... I mean, people were tr- still trying to... I mean, and black people were still trying to figure out censorship, too. Because Irresistible Bitch had, like, similar issues. There was this whole... I don't know if anybody, anybody remembers, but when that song came out... You know, radio was all up in arms, and they cut out the bitch part, and people were calling in talking about you know do we do we allow that do we allow the song at all today we've been like okay irresistible bitch whatever oh they gonna say it all Possibly. but i mean it was it was it was a uh, it was like we, we're we're trying to figure this whole thing out about censorship with 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 with, like, with black radio and it, and prince is kind of like okay he he was kind of leading the whole pack related to that whole he's like a gangster doing prohibition yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he was he mm-hmm. was he was busting that whole thing out because he was saying in any and everything uh uh irresistible bitch was on the back of uh Let's pretend we're married. And remember, let's pretend we're married. You yeah. Know. He went there on that I wanna, one, too. I want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I truly want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, he went some places on that one. So, yeah. I mean, it was like, uh, where, where, what, what, you know, what what are we going to do with this whole, how, how are we going to move forward with this music lyrically? And are we going to allow artists to say and do things like this on the radio? Uh, 
turns out we allow them to say that and more and more so uh you know and i'm trying to remember i have um irresistible bitch the vinyl 12 inch and it seems to me like there's a different song on the back of that like there was a b-side to the b-side because I don't think there's, I don't think I have a clean version of it. I don't, I don't, I can't, I, let me, so much was getting, so much was getting released in so many different ways at that particular point in time. But let me jump in, let me kind of change to another song real quick because the, in the author in this article argued that 17 days was like probably one of Prince's best songs from a, you know, song crafting uh, mainstream attempt at a song. They said that 17 Days was just kind of like, that was it. What do we think about 17 Days? The only time I've ever... I don't I don't know that I appreciated that song at all until I heard it live. Mm-hmm. And then I heard it... I heard it live acoustically the first time mm-hmm. I, that I can recall going, oh yeah, that's kind of jamming. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I have any, uh, you know, just... I don't think I have any deep ties to it. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. But I will say that if there, if I have a, t- if I don't know what I said with my top ten, or because I think we did our top print songs on one of our first shows. Mm-hmm. But she's always in my hair is like up there for me. Yes, and that's like one of, you know, uh, the better. If you want to talk about upper echelon of Prince songs, she's always in my hair mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is up there, and that was definitely mm-hmm. a B side. So I mean, it's just you know he 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 gave us to me he gave us one of his best songs on a B side, which was she, she's always in my hair. yeah. I mean the the list um, doesn't uh, I mean I don't know that um, I, I'm trying to think of. I think the more popular songs from the B sides probably all touch the upper echelon of Prince songs, Prince singles. Period. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about um, if if I'm if I'm if I'm naming what I consider the most important B sides or the best B sides, it'd be Erotic City, it'd be Irresistible Bitch. It'd be how come you don't love me anymore, and possibly you throw in God, possibly you throw in another lonely Christmas. I think another lonely Christmas is another aspect of Prince and the B sides because to me, I think if Prince did have a strategy with his B sides, it was to give you weirdness. It was to give you the the uh, hello and two hundred balloons alt, and all the that. real alt part of <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah two hundred uh, horny toad. Mm-hmm. I mean, another lonely Christmas is not a song that you're gonna play alongside t- uh, the Temptations. Silent. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just not gonna get played that way. And unless you're a Prince fan, you don't you don't go back to that song because it was just so weird. It, it was a song. It was. it was a really really. I mean the approach to it, but it was still in the vein of, okay, that's a, that's a, that's an actual experience that people have during Christmas. I mean, you know, suicide goes up during Christmas time. You know, people are lonely, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was about the loneliness of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like the extension of it was the weird side of what do the lonely do at Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was it was that part of it to me. 
And I would listen to that song. I remember sitting in my room listening to that song going, really? Like, and being yeah, like, wow, that's yeah, kind of like, like... this is deep for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, like is, yeah. this is what we're going to do for Christmas? Yeah. But I was just yeah. kind of like... Well, but I mean, sure it's just, this. you know, and, and, and horny toad. I mean, it's just, you know... Yeah, scarlet pussy. It's just, it was just <laughs> I mean, all... It was just the weirdness yeah. of it. Like, stuff that wouldn't... I don't, I don't even think that Prince would release as a single. But it was just, okay... You got you still getting this. You mm-hmm. still I'm still gonna put this out there for you to take in and 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 absorb as part of you know this is the type of music that I want to put out. So I think Prince was just kind of like doing what Prince do, what Prince did and expanding your ears even with the B sides, even even with the B sides. I'm giving you more stuff to ponder as far as music and whatever. I, I can go with that. Yeah. And then, you know, and I tell you this now that you uh now that we're talking strategy, um the song God is a uh, B side from Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. It's and also on the We We Are the World album. No, 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 no. It is on it. Mm-mm. <laughs> The song from the We Are the World album is uh, He Died for oh, yeah, Tears right. in Your Eyes. Right. And I know that because I just found my uh, right. We Are the World album. Yeah, I just found yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, right. I'm going to BYOV that one one I day. I got that one. But, uh, yeah. the, uh, and so I have maintained for years, and I've seen other people uh, uh, say it, agree with it, even, even uh, make the argument for it. Purple Rain is a gospel album. Mm. From beginning to end, it's a gospel album. It just, mm. you know, and so seeing thing. God, no, it, it really is. I mean, you know, if you really, you know, if you really, uh, I would die for you. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. about. Do you, you know, have? Do you have the? You still have the album, right? What? Prince? Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ever played it backwards at the end? Yeah, you mm-hmm. can. You, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that that's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that plays into your what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I did a. Uh, uh, when you are uh, in Toastmasters, you have to do a, uh, you have to do for one of the uh, for one of your projects, you have to do a, uh, you have to do poetry. Uh, you have to dissect poetry for one of your projects. Mm-hmm. I dissected the Purple Rain album because I made the argument that it's a gospel album. <laughs> okay, and when people were sitting up looking at me going, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, but. You know, no, you, yeah, you have, it's a, it's a great point. But, All of that was going on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, if you if you dissect it, you know, from beginning to end, it really is a gospel mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just told the story differently, yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. so when I started thinking about what you were saying, or when you this article, I realized that God was a B side from. That from makes, purple rain that makes that makes it's a lot of crazy yeah. it's a more literal yeah. it's a more literal way of, of get, delivering the message that i'm yeah. that i'm delivering kind of more metaphorically and poetically yeah, yeah, in this yeah. album mm-hmm. that's a good yeah i'm going I through all the songs in my yeah, head yeah, yeah. right now I'm i like, am too yeah. i'm just kind of like yeah yeah i'm gonna yeah. have to go back and listen to that, yeah, that and uh, and you know what there are, i i know that there are articles about it and mm-hmm. you can actually look this up because people, you know, other people made that because it was the song I Will Die For You that made me go, 
that what is he saying here? And then the mm-hmm. more I listened to it, the more mm-hmm. I went, mm-hmm. oh. And then I started, you know, the mm-hmm. beautiful ones always break the picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, the beautiful ones, mm-hmm. God's most beautiful angel was the devil. So the beautiful ones always break the picture. And so you can just keep going over, okay. you know, you kind of go through okay. all the songs. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, when I saw wow. God... After this article, because I didn't realize God was at the end of, uh, I mean, God was the B side of the Purple Rain or a B side from Purple Purple Rain. Rain. Mm -hmm. I went, oh, okay, maybe that's what He was trying Mm -hmm, to get at mm -hmm. there. You're you're not getting me on this level, but if well, if you missed it on this level, let me give it to you on this level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you know, for the tears in your eyes, of course, that was yeah, that was on uh, the We Are the World. That was one of the singles from We Are the World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. Yeah, I'm about to go back and check that out, though. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Maurice, you asked another question, man. You asked if the remix take over the B-side as the whole value added to the lead single, since we don't actually have B-sides now on the radio. Or people, you know, like, look at uh, Old Boy in Chicago. He's the king of, of the remix. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I would, I would agree. I would agree with Michael on that. I'm just messing with you, man. Stoking the fire on that. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, whenever, whenever you say to me, when when I asked that question, I was more like, okay, when Bad Boy Records came out, when they would release a single, they totally redid the song, Mm -hmm. but the response was 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 a totally was a remake of the same song. And I think that it was it's more about uh, singles and more about uh dance music and you're right because um the you know i buy i buy 45s a lot mm-hmm. and uh i won't say a lot but i do buy 45s and nine times out of ten the 45 now doesn't have a b-side it has a either an instrumental mm-hmm. or a remix mm-hmm. to the the song that's the single that was released mm-hmm. And I would say probably that started in the late 80s, early 90s, where you could see the shift in that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was like less time for studio talks go up. People, artists to me, want to put more money in their pockets. Mm -hmm. So they're not recording. They They go in the studio to record the song that they intend to record. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't you know you have a computer you can chop yeah, up a yeah, song, song now up, yeah and, and plus and make a remix for it and plus everything that you said and plus the fewer and fewer mainstream singer songwriters right like you are are you actually writing the stuff versus you know uh you know somebody you know a songwriter giving giving yeah. songs to you i mean mm-hmm. even now with i mean beyonce is a songwriter but Beyonce relies heavily on songwriters. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still, I mean, there's still this whole, I, part of what I'm doing is the, the songwriting part of, of what I'm doing. It's not self-contained. The songwriting part of what Prince was doing and a, a more artists at that particular point in time, more mainstream artists were writing their own music. So you got, you got a stockpile of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You got stuff that you, you know, that you've been writing for whatever yeah. Yeah. that you've done a track on or whatever. So and you got stuff to, and the, and the article goes into that that you know 
uh, there were other art mainstream artists like Bruce Springsteen or whatever that also had B side stuff mm-hmm. that they put out. So it was part of that and, too. And the sh- and uh, maybe part of that also I was thinking as part of the strategy, as a strategy is, this is what I'm thinking. So here's the single, and the next single is this might be or the B side would be, this is kind of what I want to do next. Mm-hmm. What kind of response am I going to get to that Feelers. next thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feelers. Where yeah. now it's a mixtape. Now it's a SoundCloud thing. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's not, you know, you don't, I mean, the way music is delivered now is different. So, Anybody can so B sides are just not. I, mm-hmm. yeah, perfect. I think that's a great yeah, point. You know, I think B-sides the, the mixtape is, yeah. the, is the like the. Let me see how everybody is going to feel about this. If I do this, if I collaborate with this person, yeah. mm-hmm. if I rap over this type of beat, if I do this type of of song, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. what is you know what what is everybody going to do? But still, that kind of relegates the whole thing to hip hop to a large degree. I mean, like, what do what do the R and B people do for mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that? I mean, what are, what do they do now when they when they put out new stuff, I mean, I, that's why I said, you know, the onesie twosies that people put out, maybe that's their, that's their, that's them. I don't know a lot of people that do that, but right. there are some that do that. And that I'm is just put out a single here, a single yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, you know, sometimes if you, you know, you peruse SoundCloud and YouTube enough, you'll start finding stuff that you, uh, that is not released on projects. They just, they end I agree up being, with you because yeah. I've seen stuff like that with Badu a couple yeah. of times yeah. where you just see, oh, okay, I didn't know yeah. that. Like, um, I have several songs that I've downloaded over the years that I found from uh, Black Thought mm-hmm. that were su- that were supposedly supposed to be on projects. You know, he did a he did a, a solo album years ago that was never released right, on, right, right, uh, right. on Geffen, I think it was. So now you gotta wait for it and to now, like trickle out. And you find yeah. all of these and I go, well, shit, I, that was jamming. You know, right, you right, just kind of right. find those things out there and you know, but you know, Black Thought is a bad example for me because <laughs> <laughs> he don't put nothing out there that ain't jamming, so. <laughs> So you I should have like, so, called so. something else. Yeah, I should have called somebody else's name. So you gonna? Uh, are you gonna actually do? Uh, for you gonna put do a campaign for him to get a Grammy? Who? Black Thought. He has Grammy. No, I'm talking about solo. Oh, well, he hasn't. Well, is that officially a solo album that he did? The one he did last. The streams of thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they're both EP. I guess they're EPs. I don't really yeah, know, but yeah. yeah, I don't think he's ever. I don't, and then, you know. He everybody knows that he is that. So I mean, it's kind of like he, he him has, getting the Grammy is kind of like, like yeah, yeah, okay, right, well, okay, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We knew that, but yeah, but he does. Uh, in fact, he got some lyrics uh, on one of the albums that say, "I got a gat and a Grammy on the shelf." So mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> so <laughs> it's not like he 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 could get them if he wanted them. I yeah. put it like that. I think you know he he's one of the few that could you know that I think if he wanted to do it, but. You know, that's a rabbit hole. Let me stop that. No, but I, I, get I, I, I think what you're saying, though, what what you're talking about with him, that kind of kind of really encapsulates where the B side actually went, mm-hmm. which was to hip hop. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is are the people who still do that experimentation with. Let me try new things musically. Let me put something out here. Let me do this. Yeah. Outside of my main project and see what happens. Yeah, I recently acquired a. Uh, 45 of uh 
This and this when this we when you sent this article, it made me think of that. It was Teddy Riley's uh, what was the song that was Teddy's Jam? Oh, oh okay. Uh-huh. All right, he so, did redo it. Kinda, kinda, but it wasn't. He did the Teddy's, he did Teddy's Jam, and then you flip it over. It's Teddy's Jazz. Mm-hmm. All he did was take you know the 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 beat and kind of. He took the he took the instrumentation. It's still the same beat, still mm-hmm. the same song. He just took the instrumentation to a more mellow sound, mm-hmm. and it's you know, and, it's, and I was like, you know, this is the waste of a side, you know, to me, you know, mm-hmm. you just because you know you get uh, you get other records and you see you know you see forty fives and uh, I probably won't be able to call them all now, but whenever I get some of those older ones. I run across something like Tina Turner and mm-hmm. all and they have other songs on the other side mm-hmm. you know it was, it was two singles released on the 45 mm-hmm. and the and usually the b-side wasn't part of the album right you know but it was a single it was a single yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um uh I, w- I will say without a doubt that the songs that I consider uh Prince's best b-sides I think are probably the more popular ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I didn't. Um, I won't. Uh, I won't say that I was heavily involved with the B sides as much as I was the albums, but I will say that I am a huge fan of Herotic City, Irresistible Bitch. How come you don't call me anymore? Mm-hmm. I do like God. Um, I st- I remember for the tears in your eyes. But I haven't listened to it in a very mm-hmm. long time, mm-hmm. in a very, mm-hmm. very long time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I kind of remember uh, I Love You and Me, which is the song from. Uh, that was a B-side for Bat Dance, mm-hmm. Batman soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think some of the stuff from the Black Album were B-sides to uh, Alphabet Street. Like uh, I could see that ha- or I think the some, other way around. I think like when two are in love was the B side to something. I don't know. I don't know. But, but one, no, when when two are in love are on both albums, right? They're on they're on oh, the yeah, black album is. and they're You're on right. the uh, right. what's the album that he put out after? I'm calling it Alphabet Street. That's not, not the name of it. No, okay. but it's that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know which one. The one that you couldn't skip. That's what I'm talking about. Love sexy. Oh yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. What you mean? Who couldn't skip? You couldn't skip through that. It was album. one. Oh yeah, one yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that was really interesting was that he continued to do this whole B side strategy, or he continued to do original songs on B sides after I was kind of like not a Prince fan anymore. Or I won't say <laughs> not a Prince fan, but not like there was a B side to Black Sweat that I never heard. There was a B side to um, uh, to Gold. Uh, there was uh, there was an answer that he uh, uh, to when Lenny Kravitz put out "Rock and Roll Is Dead." He mm-hmm. put out a song called "Alive." I I just didn't mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know about those and I you know uh, you know that's one of, you know we've had that conversation too about you know artists can move on and, and without you and you know some of us co-signed that and some of us are like we we don't like that but I mean I kind of wish I had hung with him on that. But you and know at least what? Examine as some of as that. you're saying that, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think I've heard any of those B sides either. And now I think it's because of the way it was delivered. 
there are no you know you don't buy singles anymore that's true that's true even that's true. you know i can i have i mean just as you're saying that get off uh what album was that on that's on that was get 90, off that was after 91, that was 93 so. that's after sign of the times what was album was that definitely after, after sign of the times. Times. i can't remember after what i can't 60. remember exactly at what album get off was on but get off! I have the CD single for that. That's Prince and the New Power Generation. Yeah, I want to say Gold, but I'm not sure. You might be right. Yeah, but it has a, sure. uh, it has six versions to get off on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have another. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just the CD single. Get off! Why I bought it? Cause uh, who knows? Um, I think I bought it because that was the first single off that album, and it just that was a funky song to me. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I'm just saying, I you know I. It, I didn't buy CD singles oh, much, and I so why I bought that one, I'm not real sure. Yeah. But yeah, it has like six versions to get off on it. Yeah, the CD single, to your point about the way music was packaged, didn't seem the same. No. It was not the same experience. No, not so at all. you yeah, because you know you you you're gonna waste you're gonna waste space mm-hmm. on a CD if you just put two songs right, on it. Right, 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 right. And uh, so the by, by the very nature of it, it's got all of this remix, yeah, extra, whatever. It's got an instrumental on, version yeah. and it's got an instrumental funk version and then it's got a flute version and then it's got a... You know, it's just right, like, right, okay, right, that, you right, know, right, after right. the first two or three of those you buy, you go, right. okay, what's what, right. what was the point? You right, know, because right. the remixes are not really that interesting yeah, yeah. after, you know, the yeah. first or second, you know, yeah. so... Yeah, we've um, we've lost. If we had anybody under thirty five listening to us, everybody like I don't know what they're talking about. Well, I might. Well, <laughs> oh, we're gonna close. It. We're okay. gonna close. I'm gonna close and ask y'all a question. This then, um, since we have all this vinyl resurgence coming back now, yeah. Do you think people will start by putting no. a B side? No, that's a really interesting question, though. Um, it's a really interesting. I question. think, but but the vinyl resurgence is is LPs. Yeah, B sides were. 45s but you could buy an album uh, uh i mean a uh, you know you can buy a, a single, single but typically on an album typically the basically. typically yeah. with different remixes typically like you were just the 12 of. inch yeah, the would 12 not inch. be a b-side what they would do with 12 inches the 12 inch was a is 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 basically a construct for djs so you'll have the original then you'll have an instrumental right, right. and then you'll have a dance mix and so so that was really a construct for djs so you don't find a whole lot of 40 uh, uh 12 inch discs yeah. with b-sides mm-hmm. yeah you mm-hmm. might find some but most I, of the I, time I it was you. you're most right most of the time it was a 45 mm-hmm. the b-side was relegated to just the 45 yeah to the seven yeah. inch versus and the, we don't the and nobody's really that's that's not i don't see a whole lot of 45s people making new that, ones yeah they're doing the albums like you said <laughs> i mean but they're not know, releasing singles from the album where they can I, do a b-side and 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 I, and I, don't, I don't think it's a bad idea i just think it's just not i just i think i think with the car and the, I think the the uh, the, uh, the 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 cost benefit is is not is not not of a, there of a forty five of a forty five yeah. one and then two doing an album or uh, twelve inch and then having just two songs on yeah. it because people still even with the resurgence they're still not you know streaming is still number one so. Yeah.
But that's going to be an interesting question. So uh, save that question when we have the vinyl record guys come. Yeah, that is that's a really good be, question for That's going to be a good really question, question for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so. But, uh, what hey. was, what's your favorite? B-side. B-side. Man. I got a couple of them. Irresistible Bitch and uh, Roddy City. Those are my two. Yeah. Those are up there. I mean, that's definitely my top. And Roddy City is just, is just holds something special in my heart because yeah. we play it in the band. That's a good one. <laughs> and I do this shit. Can you fine. imagine us just playing this in the stand? Well, yeah, because you know, you know, nobody, 1984, knew nobody knew what nobody it was. Nobody knew what was going yeah. on. Yeah. Nobody knew. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I, I, she, she's always in my hair is, is my favorite, and it's also one of my favorite D'Angelo songs. The, the, mm, the yeah, yeah. doing that remix. I, yeah. I he he covers that just I, I just, yeah I, hmm. I like that. But hey man, we want to say rest in peace, to Prince. Sometimes it snows in April. Oh, and it's gonna be another lonely Christmas. <laughs> As always, we want to thank you for listening to Psycho Music Lyricology. Be sure to su- subscribe, rate, review, and listen. Or buy you an S for Christmas. Also, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Man, what is wrong with me? Like us on Facebook at Psycho Music Lyricology. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Psycho Fellas. We can be contacted at Psycho Music Lyricology at gmail.com or hit us up at 469 606 9534. Until the next time, peace. Peace. peace.